in the middle of it, dwarfed by it, or if that translates also to the inn, where it's just like these plain wood tables and paper yeah. windows and like a single staircase in like the middle of nowhere, essentially. And it just matches how stripped down and essential kind of like his his storytelling is of this kind of evil viciousness being held off by like this strength of of character. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I love to like you, you get these moments, too, where they throw in, you know, a little bit of these kind of um, class elements, because like the the main characters are being like, you know, there's nothing to talk about. I've chosen my side is something that he the uh, the Shi Chun character says um, to one of the generals who's like trying to bribe him. Cause he's like, you know, you're a warrior and you're a good warrior. Like we could, we could pay you and like we pay better than, uh, anyone else. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I won't take that. And also, uh, eunuchs stop mistreating, uh, just the in workers, that <laughs> yeah. guy who carries their bags in and just looks for a tip and they just like decapitate him or whatever. <laughs> yeah. At one point they take out, uh, like they have a chest full of weapons they bring in and he opens it up and just does with one slice, like takes out five of the people that are in the inn or something like that. It's just like, it's, it's wild how they treat them. Yeah, so it, it is it is, you know, it's drawn with real political history, but it is this movie about, you know, some good forces and some bad forces meeting at a pur- purgatorial location to fight like one of just, you know, you could tell the same story in a number of different kinds of genres. Um, but I do love this very, you know, uh, specific sort of tone and style um, that he brings to it. I love the way he moves from these kind of interiors of characters resting or talking to these exteriors of sort of like the elements and the bloodbaths or his focus on silence mm-hmm. and kind of thought and mood over narrative speed at, at certain points. Like he'll pause sometimes to just take in a lyrical image or sit with a character who is going to reveal themselves through action or, or who are just observing their surroundings, um, mm-hmm. you know, or their enemies before carefully, you know, controlling their their next move um and or giving them these amazing operatic entrances and you know the and putting them in these strikingly beautiful almost like painterly poses of standing on the rocks or holding bloody swords and and uh yeah and and the way that that translates over to their action is some of the best stuff in the film because very similar to how I felt when we were talking about 36 chamber of Shaolin and how that film, Mm -hmm. which I think took a lot from this and how that used this idea of kind of Kung Fu as a tool uh, in the film that is like a craft the same way that like a a filmmaker and an artist kind of work their craft in a way, you know, the Kung Fu is, is something that you teach yourself and it's something that you can, you know, technically it's something that should belong to everyone and that the people could use it to rise up. That was a huge part of 36 chamber of Shaolin and Gordon Liu's kind of journey in that film. Yep. And these characters have something similar about, you know, they they wield control and power and strength through their martial art craft. And they respect that power more than, um, you know, sort of like the 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 empire does and the the eunuchs do. They don't they don't they believe that it should be, you know, used very sparingly and they should be patient with it and then only used basically in like moments of extreme self-defense essentially i love the uh that thought that kind of translates to the weapon that um the uh how do you say his name is it is it sayo sayo i can't remember how you say the lead guy's name the guy in the white robe but um 
Anyway, mm. um, I can't remember his character name, uh, but he uh, he has I have it written down here somewhere, but it, my notes are crazy right now for yeah. this one. <laughs> I'm sure I mispronounced it anyway. So um, I uh, I love his like umbrella sword that he has where it's kind of like a yeah, deceitful cool. thing um, where it, it just I think it emphasizes that that control of his power where where it's it's such a it seems like just such an ordinary item to carry around and instead it's just this deadly weapon he uses to um defend himself and i just i think that's a great little addition to his character and and probably where his mindset would be yeah no i i i like that both of these films technically have like hidden weapons he kind of likes that that thing as well this idea of like someone who doesn't appear ready for combat but just kidding he's always ready for combat (laughs) um um but yeah no i i just i i really like um this idea of these warriors who are presented with a situation where they are kind of just lone wanderers in this, you know, this very, this natural purgatory of the way that, you know, the, the country used to be, the land used to be. And now it's overrun by this, just this very gruesome, bloody imperial class violence that they are just seeing, um, all around them. And I, I liked your point about the, um, the brutality of it, because I think that that's something that makes this really special was that the action, despite having some occasional, you know, sort of expressive gestures that imply, you know, some of the supernatural abilities that are, you know, part of the, um, you know, what these characters, I I think honestly, they're just gifted to these characters because they're on sort of opposing moral and philosophical sides. And it's kind of like a gift that they are given for being good people. It's kind of like how it's played into the film. There's not really an established reason for these characters to be able to do supernatural things. I think, except for how good they are. Yeah. And Um, the only bad people that are able to do similar things are like the emperor people, like the very the leaders yeah. all of the all of the normal guards aren't able to do 16 foot jumps and and all that craziness so yeah it yeah. definitely comes from like a, a power whether it be good or evil yeah and it, it's definitely like you know like that's someone who has taken it and then you know used it to command an entire army like not everyone mm-hmm. in his army can do it but he's just like you get the impression that any of these characters are skilled enough warriors that they could also be commanding their own armies and pursuing selfish interests but instead right. they kind of just want to like drink wine in the inn and hang out <laughs> with the commoners and you know yeah. but but I do like how he grounds that action into what is, you know, the realm of sort of real wartime combat that warriors yeah. would have been doing in the Ming Dynasty, you know, like it is Especially just in this movie.